0: You're tuned in to The Nicole Joy Show. Welcome to my corner of the internet. In my space, I take you deep into the world of entrepreneurship, deep into conscious motherhood, spirituality, your relationship with yourself, deconditioning, healing, and so much more. I'm a corporate dropout turned doula, and while I'm no longer at births, I still wear my doula hat, doulaing my clients through entrepreneurship, through motherhood, and beyond. I'm also a digital course creator, author, a 1-3 self-projected projector if you're into human design, a mother to three amazing little people, a mentor, a guide, a teacher, an energy healing practitioner, and I'm a big, big fan of 90s R&B. On this show, we'll talk all things conscious entrepreneurship, motherhood, energy healing, spirituality, and more. Thank you for letting me in your ear as my story and our stories continue to unfold. Here are three things that you need to know before you listen to this episode. Number one, podcast consulting. So I'm now offering podcast consulting. I am holding your hand and showing you while you're in the driver's seat how to put together your podcast, whether you're going to DIY, outsource, whatever. We are going to be building podcasts together. If you'd like a spot at Podcast Consulting with me, there's an application link in the show notes or DM me. My DMs are always open. Announcement number two, if you'd prefer to learn at your own pace and all of it DIY, The Podcasting with Heart self-paced course is now available. I'm still in the middle of teaching it. So if you get the self-paced version, just note that as I teach the modules, they're being loaded into the portal, but that is an option. There's a link in the show notes. You can find out all the information. Announcement number three, you've already heard me talk about the birth worker retreat. It's two months away. So it's November. Our retreat is January 22nd, 23rd, 24th in Clearwater Beach, Florida. It is a birth worker retreat with a focus on mind body business. I am opening three intensive spots, private one-on-one before and after the retreat. So if you plan on attending and you would like to book some private in-person time with me to get ish done, reach out to me, DM me ASAP to secure one of your spots, and we can book it around your schedule of when you're going to be arriving and when you plan on departing from the retreat. Side note, also related to the birth worker retreat, there is a black birth worker scholarship available. So be sure to click the link in the show notes and apply if that's something that you feel like would be helpful for you as always if you have any questions my dms are open so i'm super excited and this is the second time i'm talking to you today so that feels really fun yes. and it happened kind of by accident so i was a guest on jody's show this morning and now she's come on to be a guest and i have invited jody congdon so her company is hip to heart and fear in the birth world i'm sure you've come across jody at some point um to come and share your business birth story so yes. we are co-facilitating co-hosting a birth worker retreat this January, if you haven't already heard about it. And so we, I've invited everybody else who's a host to come and share your business birth story um, so that we can all get to know each other on each other's shows and on each other's platforms even better. Um, and you can still get tickets to the retreat as of now and as of the time this is airing on the podcast. Yeah, we hope you um, do. Yes, we would love to see you. <laughs> Um, I was a guest on her show, so if you're listening to mine and you want to hear our show on hers, um, we talked about the retreat, we talked about podcasting, we talked about birth, we talked a lot of different things. Um, so now I'm going to go ahead and share, turn the mic over and ask Jody. So you tell us about you and then wherever you want to begin with your business birth story of how you got from point A to point, maybe, I don't know, Z, Z, point now,
1: Z. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, um, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Um, I didn't even honestly know what any of this was. I didn't know what doulas were. I didn't know about choices and birth and all all the things. Um, I was, I got pregnant when I was 26 and just before all my friends did and my mother died when I was younger. So I kind of, I always knew that I was very, would be very excited about, you know, being pregnant and and having kids, but um, I didn't realize that the pregnancy part was, you know, I, I love, I love being pregnant, I loved all of it. I didn't realize the postpartum part. Like I think when you have these thoughts as a kid or as a teenager of what it's gonna be like, you know, holding your baby and all the things, it's like this harmonious, beautiful thing. And same with breastfeeding, right? Everyone pictures it to be this like beautiful, natural thing and you know, what comes along with that sometimes. But there was just a lot to be there was a lot left, like untaught postpartum um, and it was fine. It was trial and error. Like I had, n- I didn't know this then, but I know now that I had like the classic 42 week induction. Like I, I didn't know what that was then, but it was at 42 weeks, you go in and you have the, the cervical ripener and the Pitocin and all, and I said yes to all the things, cause I didn't know any better. Um, and I was probably like their dream patient because I, had no idea about anything and I just said yes repeatedly like on repeat sure 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 um and it was fine I went in on a Friday she was born on a Sunday um and it was the best day of my life because I you know became a mother but I just you know in in the analysis the post analysis um I was like wow that felt like something was off like something it was just super robotic and you know, now I'm home and I'm doing my own thing, but, you know, VNA comes and they take your blood pressure, but like, what about time management? Like, what about, what about just mental health stuff? Like who comes and does that stuff? Um, And the answer was no, right? The answer is, you know, great if you have friends and family and support and your parents and all the things, but like, I didn't at that point. Um, And I worked uh, a, a corporate job and, you know, three months later, I was back at work and just, I was... Sad every single day. Like I would drop her off at daycare, and I was sad every single day. And towards the end of the day, I would get this anxiety of like, what if I hit traffic? Like it was awful. It was it was amazing because I had her, but it was awful at the same time. And I ended up getting laid off, which was like a blessing in disguise. And I was like, okay, I know, I know, I want to do something with new families and babies and so I went back to school for nursing thinking that that's what I wanted to do and learned very quickly that I had wanted nothing to do with the clinical piece of it that I loved the social and emotional piece and the relationship piece and the mental health piece and and all of the other things besides clinical Um, and I happened to have a friend from high school whose mom was a doula and I didn't even know that that was her title and I chatted with her and I literally flew down to North Carolina, like two weeks later, I was like on unemployment and I was like, I'm going to make the most of this time. Like, you know, as I'm casually looking for jobs that I know that I never want to do, um, took training, took birth, doula training, took child birth educator training, like started working because this other person had clients that she couldn't take all the work and like really just kind of dove in with no direction. um, and then shortly thereafter realized, you know, and, and I'll preface it by saying I am the person who wants the commission job. I don't want to have a job where you just make the same paycheck and do the same thing. Like I want it to be based on my performance. Like I, I want to know that I'm in charge of all the things. Like if I want to work super hard, then my paycheck reflects that. Right. And also like, you know, I like the way that I feel about it reflects how much I put into it. Like there is something to be said about whether you work five hours or 65 hours, you get the same thing. Like at some point you're just like, Oh, this week I'm going to work five. Cause last week I worked 80, you know, I don't know. It's not the same, but I very quickly figured out that this, this just doing the hourly thing was not going to cut it for me. Like I had these bigger ideas. I wanted to educate more people. Like I wanted to, you know, do something with families, but I also liked something with like the doula community. Like I knew that You know, and and I think, you know, fast forward, I started doing postpartum doula training like four or five years into it. I was like, I think I have enough experience. Like I've met enough people, worked with enough clients where I can offer something. And, and there just wasn't anything up in new England. Like I had gone to North Carolina for my postpartum doula training. I had gone to Tennessee for my lactation training. Um, I went to Georgia for my birth doula training. Like it just wasn't here. It was crazy. I was like, Oh, I want to do this. Like, let me just hop on a plane and, and, you know, do this. Um, so I kind of brought it all back to, to new England, but I loved working with professionals. Like I loved working with doulas. I loved educating doulas and I found myself kind of doing that before I was actually really doing it. So I'm doing these postpartum doula trainings and the lactation trainings. And then I started realizing that the business piece was missing from all of this. Like I'm always thinking what others needs are. And I think that comes with being a doula. Like. You walk into someone's house and you're like okay let me just do a quick assessment of like what the needs are today and like that's what we do right if it's all dental health stuff we focus on that if i feel like you haven't eaten enough in the past week like i'm gonna make meals for the next week um so i don't know i just from there i just started creating um yeah and so i had one kid at the time um my kids are 16 seven and six so in 2014, late fall 2014, um, I got engaged. My dad was diagnosed with stage four cancer. We quickly, quickly, quickly planned my wedding because I wanted to make sure he was going to be here for it. We got married in March of 2015. He died in May. I got pregnant with Harper. I feel like we can have you know TMI here. Um, my ovulation test was like a smiley face the day of my dad's funeral. Um, so I was like, this is just what we're doing tonight. Um, and I got pregnant, so I got pregnant with Harper. And then a year later had Brynn and I just knew that I wasn't like fit to be caring for other people right now. I just needed so much care for myself. Um, so I took a step back from the actual day-to-day doula stuff and I was still doing trainings, but I moved my business to more of an agency model. I had made so many connections in the doula community from training these people and I was getting all these inquiries and passing them out anyway, and I made it this formal business that has now exploded into, you know, a, a large agency in the New England area. But I also, in addition to the postpartum doula and lactation trainings, also have a series of business courses for doulas. So, um, and one of them is actually transitioning your solo business into an agency model. So, I've kind of come full circle here into, you know, kind of planting these tiny, itty bitty seeds for my own business, and now have this, you know, fruitful tree and I'm taking little pieces of that fruit off and helping other doulas, you know, kind of plant their, their business trees. So that's the short story, even though it felt kind of long when I was telling it.
0: No, I think (laughs) that's perfect. And it gives me room to um, space to ask a couple of questions. So curious, when, what year did you share? So you said your oldest is 16 and you took your, you flew to Georgia for your birth doula training. When was that approximate?
1: So she was born in 2007. I think that was, she was born in mid-2007. So I think that was very early, either late 2008 or early 2009. So she was just about like a year and a half old. um, Cause I was laid off when she was just about a year old. Wow. Okay.
0: So even as recent as say 15, 16 years ago, there wasn't regular, well, we'll say, or any maybe trainings for doulas. Nope. And that's crazy.
1: It was it, wild. Cause I, so I, here I am Googling all the things and I came upon, you know, Dona or whatever. And the, the first training was in San Francisco and I happened to have family there. So I was like, I'm ready, like ready to buy my ticket. And I had like emailed the people and then called the people and then called again, left a voicemail, Like no one ever got back to me. So I was like, all right, just scratch that off my list. So by accident, like the next one on Google was Kappa. And, um, you know, at that point I didn't, it never dawned on me to kind of look at everybody's mission and, and see what I felt was most like aligned with what I saw this being, you know, to me, um, I was just trying to get a training, like the next one available. And that was just another like blessing in disguise ended up really feeling like I fit with their vision of what they wanted perinatal care to look like. And um, I'm very glad that it worked out the way it did. Cause I do like being aligned with them and I do like, be, you know, being a trainer for them. Um, so yeah, so the, it was, and it's weird too, cause Boston is a really mature market. Like mm-hmm. people know what doulas are. They're, their providers, you know, mm-hmm. recommend doulas. They are willing to pay the fee for all the things cause they are invested in themselves. Like they've taken it one level above and they know, what feels best for like the investment on their pregnancy or their new parenting, right? So it's not hard to sell being a birth doula or a postpartum doula in this area where I know other people that I've trained in other areas of the country have to go to like great lengths to to relay to someone how much of a value this will bring to their experience.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, So it's interesting. So it, it, it. caught on very quickly up here and i don't think that doulas weren't a thing 16 years ago they they were but it just wasn't like oh yeah doula like people you know were like oh like i heard the word like tell me a little bit more so i know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. um and now people are like yeah doulas like that's just it's like a regular part of vocabulary when you're like you know pregnant or or have kids
0: i'm like listening to you talk and i'm sitting here wondering of all the times we've been on uh, planning set, planning calls for the birth worker retreat, I'm like, have you ever shared with me your human design? And if you know it, you don't have to, but I'm sitting here making guesses to myself.
1: So I can't remember because I think when you and I talked about it, I think I got the time of my birth wrong. I thought it was um, 12, 11 PM. And I, so I have to go back and check my birth certificate because the the human design that came out of like that quiz, I feel like is not quite aligned with me. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like I, I may have got the timing wrong. So I do I do have to go look at that. Um, because I find that to be tremendously interesting. And for all the people that I know who have told me their human design, I'm like, that is, that is a thousand percent like what you are, like what I know of you. Like if you had given me, you know, three choices of what your human design was without actually telling me, I would be able to pick the correct one. Um, so I'm you know got to go check my time.
0: And interesting about that. Like, so for side note, cause I know that some of the people who listen to my show are like very, very, very good at human design. And so, for them and for people who are getting into it, just like caveat is, um, while for me, it feels like a lot of the things really line up, I know for some people, it's more of a um, an experiment. Like okay. let's see what the channeled information is out there about all of these different nuances of my design and see what feels like it fits. And then also sometimes, Pre pre deconditioning Nicole didn't match as well as as I started going through my deconditioning journey and peeling off the stuff that didn't fit. So that could that's part of it for me too. Um, is it was there, but it was very. It felt almost like there was like a layer, like a mask that was covering. Oh, right. that. So just for people who were listening, like that's my take on it. But because I was sitting here listening to, it, I'm like, hmm, I wonder if she's and and you know, it's just helpful information, and I like information, so thank you for that. Um, then I was going to ask you something else. Okay. So since you've been in the birth business for so long, I didn't come in until 2018. And even then I felt like, where is everybody online? Like, I know there's doulas in my area Mm -hmm. hiring doulas and I hired a doula in 2016. I hired a doula in 2018. And I remember looking online in my local area and I'm like, where are all these people? Are they not on social media? I'm trying to find out about them. I'm trying to see something and learn something. And I felt like they were very much, um, the industry as a whole was very much in the dark ages. It felt like when it came to online, mm-hmm. and they existed and they were operating businesses and they were helping families, but there was like nothing out there that you could, find. you had to like pick up the phone, yeah. dial the phone number on their website, talk to them on the phone call and then meet for coffee to have an interview, which a lot of that still happens. Right. Yeah. But now I feel like in just a short amount of time, we'll say six years, five, six years, yeah. So many. The whole industry has changed mm-hmm. so quickly, right? And I bet yeah, from it, 2008, that's probably been big for you.
1: It's been it's been a wild ride, and I think you know the pandemic you know exploded my business. I know for sure, at least the, the postpartum piece of it. Um, but I also think now with like more insurance coverage and you know, benefits like carrot fertility, where we have clients who are getting, you know, 10, 20, 30, $40,000 from this benefit for birth and postpartum care. So it's just really saying to like, you know, the rest of the world, like, Hey, this is a service that needs to be provided. And, you know, we we see the value in it. and, And we want, we want our employees to have like the best damn experience they can possibly have, and then come back, and still be happy and still be productive. And we want them to know that we care about them and and want to take care of them and and all those things.
0: Commercial break, HoneyBook. I've got to tell you about HoneyBook. So I know what you might be thinking just because I have an online business and a podcast and I do a lot of this myself that it must be super tech savvy. I'm not, I'm an elder millennial self-taught on all things technology. And one of the things that I found incredibly difficult in terms of technology is one of the big CRM systems when I first got into this business. CRM is Client Relationship Management, by the way, meaning you can send contracts get virtual signatures. You can send invoices and lots of other things. The big one that rhymes with Tupsado, but starts with a D, I just could not get past the level of difficulty and complexity. So when somebody introduced HoneyBook to me, they had me at the option of doula. When you're entering your information and you enter the kind of services that you provide. So for several years now, I've been using HoneyBook. As my client relationship management system where I send contracts and invoices and manage those one-on-one private client relationships. My affiliate link is in the show notes. I would love it if you'd give it a trial run and see if you'd
1: like it. And if you do, let me know
0: if you have any questions as always reach out. Then,
1: you know, it's, it's far from perfect. I mean, there's not even paid maternity leave and that is ridiculous, but we're making tiny itty bitty baby steps. And I think, you know, doulas have a lot to do yeah. with that. Um, a lot of doulas are loud in the way that, you know, they they command the respect from the general public and you know, practitioners and, and and in a positive way, like not in a negative way. Um, but they're like, hey, we're here. Look what we do, look at the statistics, look at these outcomes, look at them before we were doing this. Like you can't deny what's happening here. So it, it's been it's been wonderful. Um, And obviously there's, you know, value in the numbers and, you know, I'm trying to train as many people who want to be postpartum doulas as I possibly can because, you know, we have about 43 doulas on, you know, that work with us. And we are still saying no to clients sometimes because there's just not availability Um, and everyone you ask, I mean... I have a circle of people who don't work with me that I definitely, you know, will will hit up if, you know, we have a client that we can't take. They're always busy. They're always booked. Um, so it's hard. It's hard to say, like, you know, I, we just don't have the hands for you. Um, and that's still happening. And that that, it's crazy.
0: That's incredible, really. I mean, and then I'm thinking about, you know, you shifting from having your own business, having some personal life stuff that you needed to tend to during that season and Mm -hmm. yourself, and then shifting to an agency business. My question with that is, um, well, first I'll say before I ask the question, like, I really appreciate you sharing those pieces because it, I think will really help land for people that your life's mission gets I'm to express that. in different ways. You're still helping families, you're still helping families, you're still helping families just in all yep. these different ways throughout your journey. Um so my now the question was going from running your own postpartum doula business to building as an agency what was the biggest learning curve? What is the biggest learning experience that you had making that shift? Was it like a whole new world?
1: Um, yes, because it it took me a while to not be involved with every client, like, you know, doing those initial consults, like I connected with them as if I was going to be providing the care. So it was hard to hand that off to someone and not stay like checking in or like all the things. But what I realized is I still want to check in. Like it is still a client of the agency. I still want to make sure they see my face and hear my voice and know that I'm always still available for whatever they need. And I do want to see pictures when they give birth and I want to, I do want to know all the things, but you know, I'm not doing the day-to-day care. So somebody else is their person. Um, So that was kind of hard in the beginning. And and I think now it's just, it's become like just a well-oiled machine. Like there are weeks when I, I have, you know, 12 or 13 or 14 or 15 initial consults and, you know, I am in a wonderful like m- this mastermind program of all these like high caliber women, and a lot of the things they talk about are delegation. And you know, they have teams of of five, six, seven, ten full time employees. Like I don't have that, um, and there are certain things that I don't ever want to give up, and those seem to be the most time consuming things for me. So I'm you know in, in this constant struggle of what can I delegate that doesn't need like my face and my personality. And, and I definitely have delegated a lot of things in my business, but, um, it still very much represents me. And I find that, I find that to be pretty incredible that it's definitely still my baby. Like it's still the very same seed that I planted and the very same tree. It just has more branches. Um, and I think that that gets very difficult as your business grows and gets much larger. Sometimes it, it gets away from that because you're trying to care for and serve too many different kinds of people. Um, And then you end up doing things that feel inauthentic. We, you know, we talked about this a little bit this morning um, because they're easier, they're less expensive, they take less time, you know, they're, they're what sometimes people are asking for, but you know, I, I'm not afraid to say no now to a lot of things. Whereas before I was like, sure, sure. I can do that. I can do that. We can do that. Um, Now I'm like, Nope, that's not what we do. Like that is, there is someone else for you, but it, it, you know, probably not us. So Mm -hmm. I think the hardest thing is just the time. It's time consuming because I'm not willing to give up some of those things, but I don't know. I do a a lot of my things at night. Like I do. And that's like the other part of having, you know, your own business that that is so flexible besides sitting with clients, like chatting and, and, and doing like the podcast recording and things like that. I do a lot of my stuff at night after the kids go to bed, like, in my bed, usually I have like an iced coffee or like my husband's, you know, watching a show or reading or whatever. Um, so I don't miss the time, like with my husband or my family or, or any, I, and I can still be very productive and I can still run my business and I can still grow my business and do all the things. Um, but it's not this like nine to five or it's not, you know, where I'm kind of sitting static all day long, plugging away. Um, so it feels like I do a lot less work than I actually do, which is like beautiful.
0: Hmm. It reminds me of, um, I think what I'm taking from some of that is that discernment of my soul still needs to feel fulfilled. It's not all about the bottom line. It's not all about the dollars, right? Like, let's say, for example, you had a hundred doulas on your agency. You said 43? Let's like 43, say, Yeah, 40, so let's say you had a hundred and you had enough for everybody and you reached a point where- that you were like, okay, bottom line is more important. I don't need to mm-hmm. talk to all of these people or any of these people anymore because I have all this. But then like, it sounds like there's perhaps a part of you that finds a, some kind of joy in, in the experience. Absolutely. Beyond Absolutely. the dollars.
1: And it, I mean, it, it's the joy of doing it, but also like I'm very intentional about who I work with and like who I let represent me. Like I- I could have 80 doulas. Like you said, I could have a hundred. There's the doulas are there. Like I, I, I see them. I know them. I talk to them. I see them on social media. Um, but do they align with how I see hip to heart providing care? Like, no. So I am very intentional about it. And sometimes I, there's like an internal struggle where if I was less intentional, we could care for more people. But I feel like at the end of the day, that's potentially more of a headache for me because if I don't know this person, if I didn't train this person, most of my team I've trained in both postpartum doula care and lactation, obviously not our birth doulas, but there's a part of that that I, I feel is very special. Like I know your scope of practice. Like I taught you what top quality care is. So I've also gotten to know you like in, in a professional or in an educational manner. Um, I don't know. You just know, you know, when there's a shining star, I can't tell you how I know I can't, there's no criteria for it. Um, when there's a shining star that comes through my training, that is who I want on my team. I've trained over a thousand people, like it, it's a very small team. So I don't know, it, it, you know, could we help more people? Yes. But it's just not, it's not, I'm not interested in, in having that be a part of my business. So the bottom line could look, a, look a lot different, right? It could be a lot bigger, but it's not for me. That's not where my focus is.
0: It reminds me of, um, so I took my daughter to a concert last year, uh, September of 2022 was her first concert experience. And you may have heard me talk about this. We went to see Alicia Keys and uh-huh. we, did, we did the meet and greet at that particular concert. And when I was running the math while we were waiting in the meet and greet, I'm like, for the amount of people here and what each of us spent on these tickets, uh-huh. financially, this doesn't make sense for her to do it, right? Like she's not getting as much money off this meet and greet as would make sense would make sense for her time and then after the whole thing what I realized was like she's not doing that part for the money like she gets something from it Mm -hmm. that on a deeper level and you know perhaps you know that's why some of some people have longevity in business because the way that they're doing things and the the Mm -hmm. reason they're making certain decisions um so Yes. And what else was I going to ask you? Oh, I had, had another question question about the agency, but now I'll kind of shift gears for us a little bit. Um, what year did you start your podcast?
1: Um, not that long ago. Um, I think it was June of 2022 was like when the first episode launched.
0: Okay. And you, so for, I assume it's been over two years. Congratulations. Um, enjoying? No,
1: it's... No, it's been a, it's a year in June. So June 2022, so a year in June. So it's been like a year and a half, like a year and a couple of months.
0: Okay. Oh, 22, yeah. right. So a little yeah, over yeah. a year. Yes. Yep. And hiccups, biggest um, lessons learned. Like what were, let me ask it this way. Like if you could go back to June of 22 when you were launching, like maybe what are three things that you would have done a little differently?
1: Um, I would have not hired someone to manage it for me. Cause there's no need. Like I find so much joy in doing this. Like I don't need someone to go back and edit it. I don't need someone to write my show notes. And I look back and I read them. You know how, like you were saying, you look back and you read some of the stuff, like your old social media, like captions, and you're just like, Oy. Um, I, I look at some of the show notes that she wrote from listening to the podcast. And I'm like, that sounds like nothing I would ever say. Like, so it, it, it started off being not like, my voice. You know what I'm saying? Like the the podcast was, but the, the rest of it wasn't. And um, I just kind of, at some point I'm like, I just want to do it myself. Like, I don't want to edit it. I don't need it to be perfect. Like, you know, my cat's tail would hit the microphone and it would be like, shh, shh, shh. you know, like, keep it in, like, keep it in. That's, you just saw my cat 52 times. Um, doorbell rings, the dog barks, like that is my life. Like, that's what you're listening for. Like, obviously there's valuable information in there also, but like, I don't know. You'll never get to know me if you don't know like what's happening over here. So I, I definitely, like you call it, would you call it B minus work? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought it had to be like, you know, AP, A plus, A+, like where, you know, B minus is just fine. My audience prefers the B minus. Yeah. Yeah. So that was just one thing. Um, you know, I was very strict too about like, I need to get an episode out like every single Tuesday by like blah, blah, blah. And now there are weeks where I have none and weeks where I have two and like you, I took it light over the summer because there just wasn't time where I wanted to be sitting in front of like the microphone talking. I wanted to be outside and, um, I don't know. I mean, people, people will listen when it comes out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I agree. I love that you're sharing those because I feel like, um, it very much aligns with the way that I teach and talk about this kind of thing is like, a lot of podcasters take the summer off. A lot of business yeah. owners, small business owners take the summers off like, or like yeah. hours, not even small business. When I worked in corporate, the big guys in charge, they were not in town for the whole summer. They would leave right. and we'd call into the big conference calls and that's it. Um, yeah. So I, I think that's, and if they, everybody else listening too. like people want to enjoy their summers. Are they consuming as yeah. much material? Are they like listening to as many trainings? So I think it's fine. And I think, um, imperfect. I have a client who says, um, what does she say? Messy is better than done is better than perfect. Done is better than right. right, Right. 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 Um, and I agree on the outsourcing the, uh, the podcast management in the beginning because podcasting, it feels very intimate and it feels very close. And the thing about having somebody write your show notes or effectively like create content, right? Because the show notes are mm-hmm. kind of contents copy. And when it's not in your voice, it's just, I know people want to outsource everything these days. Everything. Yeah. And I do think that it's healthy to outsource and delegate certain things, mm-hmm. but some stuff. It is really important that it is from you. And when you're yeah. doing your own podcast, it's not that hard to, I found myself writing my own show notes anyway, when I had an editor, because as hard as she tried and she did a decent job, I was still like, Oh, I wouldn't use that word.
1: Like that's not right. My right, right. Right. right, right. You know? I think. You know, delegate the things, like I said, that don't require your face and your personality. And there's so many things that do not require my face and do not require my personality. Um, I have a project manager who does a lot of research for me, like a lot of outreach for me. And, you know, my involvement is writing like the email or like the template or whatever. And like she does like all the backend stuff, yeah. um, you know, things like payroll. I mean, that you know, that kind of stuff. I don't need to be like spending time on that. I, it just gives me more time to spend on the creative pieces and like the client, you know, um, connection pieces and things like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. And so anyone listening when you, I'll share in the, in all the show note information, Jody's podcast, so that you can also connect with her there, uh, which is catering to birth workers. So it's all like yep. birth workers and business stuff.
1: business stuff yeah it's all like you're no one's talking about contraptions or swaddles or any of those things um yeah it's all about just business and life and family and you know mental health and physical health and all the things yeah that's awesome and
0: now let's kind of blurb i want to honor your time but let's like quick blurb so jody's also going to be a co-facilitator at the retreat So if you want to share about like kind of a preview of what your segment is going to be about at the retreat. So we're going to be in Clearwater in January. um, Ticket links are in the show notes too. And payment plans.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, I'm going to be talking about, so I haven't quite like worked out all the details yet, but something like this, um, I will be talking about creating a business, you know, and I say this all the time. People probably like, ah, you talk about that all the time. Um, I would say my business works for me, like I don't work for it. Um, so creating a business that works for you in any season of life, um, little kids, big kids, kids in college, no kids travel a lot, have another job. What does that look like? You know, and, and it's kind of like building your business backwards. Like, you know, who do you want to care for? What do you want to do for them? Like, what's your ultimate goal? Okay. Um, you know, plug in all of your other things first, like your your kid commitments, your travel schedule, all the other things, backfill it with business. So you're never sacrificing, you know, important things in life. Okay. So you're finding yourself with not enough time for as much work as you want to do. Let's take some of that stuff digital. Let's kind of figure out how we cannot sacrifice the care that we're providing or the education or the support, but we can't always be doing it for this many hours. So it's kind of like figuring out what your big goal is, like what, what your ideal situation is. And then, you know, kind of like going backwards and figuring out how that's all going to look. And it looks different all the time. I mean, you know, summers look quite different than the school year. I work maybe, you know, two or three days a week during the summer and then like some late evenings because I don't care about that. Um, But I don't want to be like, Oh, we can't go to the beach today or we can't do this today because like I have, you know, two phone calls or that I have to be, you know, in front of my computer for, um, I'm crystal clear with a lot of people about my schedule. Like you may catch me in car line, you may catch me while I'm at gymnastics. So, you know, maybe we're not zooming, but like, we can still have a conversation, you know, Mm -hmm. I may have to go, like, I'm not trying to be some like professional at this grand desk, like where it's silent. That's not me. That's not my lifestyle. Can I still help you? Can I still care for you? Can I still educate you? empower you, enrich you, all the things. Yes, absolutely. But, you know, it's on my time. And, and I say no a lot more because I, I'm not willing to sacrifice. I mean, my oldest, we went on our first college tour last weekend. And I was like, oh, my God, do you think people cry, like, on college tours? Because th- there's a good chance that I might. Um, so now it's just going to be, like, in the next year and a half, like, I want to have less time for this stuff because I want to be, like, available for anything And I know that making less time for my business is not going to change how much I'm making, how many people I care for, how many doulas, you know, I bring on. I know that taking less time for my business in the next year and a half, my business is still going to run and it's still going to grow. Like, and that's, I mean, who like that's, that's like, I just pat myself in the back sometimes. Like, like that, this is like people's dream. Like I want to have a business where I'm flexible schedule. Like, Why do you just want to have that business? Like, why aren't you running that business currently? Like, let's talk about that for a minute. Cause it's there for the taking, you know, this Mm -hmm. make, you want it there. You make it happen. And it's not like, oh, I want a million dollars. How do I make that happen? Like there are steps to take to make this happen. Like the clients are there. The money that they have to spend is there. Um, the practitioners referring us are there. Like all of the pieces of the puzzle are there for you, like, put them together. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome to be doing this.
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, <laughs> something I didn't realize when I started having kids was that the older they get, like the more, like I wanted to hang out with them when they were babies, but I think you right. thought, you know, okay, it's going to just be a lot of my energy while they're this little. And that's not entirely true because yeah. now they are getting a little older, right? My son's turning 10 next week. It's like, they require a different kind of energy but right. I know. it's
1: not like a time commitment as they get older it's more of like an emotional like in a mental commitment to them and it's um, not the
0: needs they don't need like the they don't need me to spoon feed them right but like right. their needs are still present and this one has sports stuff and this one has that stuff and they were talking about college last night in the car on the way home from school and I was like Course, I'm going to come to da 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 da. da right. And the yeah. one of them was like, Are you still going to celebrate Halloween with us even when we're in college? And I'm like, Yes, obviously. are you? are not going to want to
1: spend it with me. <laughs> I'm like, I hope they, they can't do. imagine that. They can't imagine that. I remember like Kaylee, my oldest, was like, you know, four or five. We're watching some movie where the girl goes to Italy um, in high school and I was like, you know, one day, like you might be going to Italy with your friends too. And she's, you know, crying her eyes out, like, I will never go without you, you know, and I'm just like, you say that, but like, you know, and, and it's funny. And my little kids now are like, I will never go anywhere without you. But you know, on the other end, Kaylee's like, you know, oh, can I go to Paris with my friends? Like after we graduate? Uh, yeah, of course. But like, remember when you cried? Cause you thought it was mean of me to say that you're going to do that, you know? Yeah. So it, it's, all the things they say now and they don't they can't believe that I will tell them like you will be doing this with your friends like you probably won't want to be trick-or-treating with your mom when you're 17 and i think they, they think they will so it's okay
0: we want to prepare and build businesses accordingly so that when the time comes Whenever they need us, this is kind of how I told them. I'm like, Hey, I can be in the car on a whim. Yep. I can be like, when the time comes, like you need me, I'm there. And that's yep. kind of how, what I, what I have at the front of my mind when I'm building things in the business is longevity, efficiency, yep. and, and how longevity. flexible is it? <laughs> like, It's gotta be, it's gotta be yep. more and more. We have the tools that make it so easy and cheap to do. Yep. Like you don't have to have like anything fancy schmancy. Like if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have a cell phone. Yep. You can yep. do most things on that. Um so I yeah I agree that and I'm excited to have that conversation in the room with everybody who comes who maybe has been in business for quite a while or wants to have more sustainability or is brand new and is like hey I realize that like even though I'm brand new I need to start building sustainably from the beginning because it's just why wouldn't I the tools are available the things that like my mom didn't have access to when she was mm-hmm. building businesses back in the day our grandparents didn't have access to they couldn't do it this way but we can like I don't want to miss games if my son plays, you know, when he starts playing games after dinner, I don't want to be missing games. I nope. don't like working at night. I, my brain completely shuts off in the evening and I am useless physically. I can move around and cook dinner and do bedtime routines, but like yep. I cannot do client calls in the evening. Cause I will not be helpful. And so I have to, be and it's
1: good to- that, you know, your own limits, like you're not trying to squeeze stuff in at a time where it's not beneficial for you or your potential client like that. And that's a huge part of this. Like when's your best time? Like when, you know, um, the person who, um, leads, uh, my mastermind was saying that she's trash in the morning, you know, me too. Like, I hate getting up early. Like I, nights are, nights are my thing. Um, and she's like, and here I am trying to like get up early and like do stuff so I can squeeze it in during the day. And then it's like, it's useless. I feel like garbage. The stuff I'm putting out is garbage. So nice. I, I think you have to really know like when you know, your green light is on and when your like solid red light is on. And, and one of the things too, that, you know, I try to do with my doula training, you know, we talk about the business piece. I don't want you coming out of here and trying to get as many clients as you can. Like that is not how you build a business. That is not smart. It feels good in the beginning. Cause you're like, look at me, like I'm getting experience and you know, the money, the money's coming in. And you know, that's not long-term success. Like that has short-term burnout written all over it. So it's not as many clients as you can get. It's not as many services as you can offer. Like that will not serve you for a long period of time. So be smart from the beginning, like build a solid foundation. So when you build upon that, like it's not rickety and it doesn't crumble. Like even if it's flow out of the gate, even if it takes you time to figure out what works for you and what doesn't like, and we have a lot of younger people, you know, becoming doulas who don't have kids yet. And like, okay, think about what you can do now. Like you're capable of working 89 hours a week, but like, don't have that be the standard for your business. Cause at some point, I know you just said, you do want to have kids. Like you're going to have to shut it down completely because you're going from like, you know, 90, you're going to be doing zero. So like, how can you plan better? How can you set that up better? Mm -hmm. So when one thing dials down, you just dial up the other, which doesn't require, you know, much of your time and energy. So I think, you know, we're, for the most part, getting it wrong when we're we're trying to start a business. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to, trying to, you know, help people do, do it right from the get go. Cause you want to cut twice. What a no measure, measure twice, cut once. And I think, we're,
0: I think what you're saying is everybody who comes to the retreat, just expect to be hanging out with Jody at the evening events. And then you'll yeah. see in the early. You can do
1: from- Sunrise Yoga. I'll do the, the yoga. yoga. I but, might not be at sunrise yoga. I mean, yeah. I will force myself to be at sunrise yoga because yoga I can do early in the morning. Um, I will complain about it. But um, yeah, I want to do like midnight yoga. I want to do late night yoga. Oh
0: okay. by midnight, I hope yeah. to be in like, my 50th cycle of whatever it is of sleep. Um, So in the evening- so, I think mean,
1: people have like wine in the evenings, like that's their kind of like wind down. I like it like an iced coffee at like eight or eight thirty, like I'm just relaxing and it doesn't keep me up. Like I, it doesn't keep me up, but that's like my, that's my nighttime, like relaxation.
0: Okay. So you sound like my mother. I would never be able to sleep like that. And it's knowing your, knowing your stuff. So yep. at the retreat, you'll be able to see the very extreme different pieces. I mean, but then we're spending yeah. the whole day to get like Tuesdays, the full day and we yep. will part of, what Jody will be doing and all of us will really be touching on it at some point. I'm sure it's like guiding people to their correct path, um, which I'm very excited. So as of the time this comes out, the retreat will be pretty quickly approaching. Um, My advice is not to delay because there is a maximum capacity and we have a payment plan. Like Klarna offers a payment plan. My understanding is it's interest-free so you can set it up. So it is,
1: it is interest-free. Yep. 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 It is interest-free. So you literally can like, let's say it's, you know, $200 $200 and you're dividing it by four, like that's just $50 four times like that's It is. It's in your, your best interest. If you're feeling like you can't put forth like the whole fee now, um, secure your spot and just pay, you know, over time.
0: Yep. And the, uh, room block. So side note for anybody. I needs- have yet
1: to do that. Um, I have tickets. I have, I have airfare. I have everything. I have yet to do my, you know, I keep forgetting. You know. Oh my God
0: but we do have a cap on the rooms that are yeah. under the room block and we have a timestamp on when you can get the room discount under the room block. So just, I just, re- I just wrote it on my paper. I, need to get I know, to right. It. I need to do it too. Thank you so yeah. much for hanging yeah. with us. This was awesome. I appreciate you sharing. I'm excited for everybody to meet everybody like your people, my people, all of us hanging out yes. in Florida, in my backyard. Well, I really, know
1: but- it's like, you're going to already be there. So, I mean, it's still exciting for you though. I mean, it's like a little travel for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love Clearwater. Clearwater feels like a vacation destination. And for me, it's about 45 minutes away. And it, okay. we, we, we make mission there. We do. We have family. Um, we've gone there for like long weekends and during the summer we'll have a because it's it's very touristy. It's very vacation. Yep. It feels very vacation. Um, and it's also, I've been in Florida for my whole life and the best sunsets I've seen happen at Clearwater beach. So I'm, I can't wait. I'm really excited. I can't wait to, uh, and
1: we've never actually met. Like we've never actually like, it's funny, like, I, I didn't meet Darcy. I mean, Darcy and I live, like, you know, fairly close to each other um, until, like, maybe, like, a year and a half ago. I'm like, we just need go for dinner. Like, this is ridiculous. Um, and I've never met Caitlin either, like, in person to person. I, there's so many people who are like, I'm going to be there. And I'm like, I, I now have known you for four or five years via, like, you know, stuff like this. Um, but I've never physically seen your face. Like, I'm very excited to just be next to someone who I... Pretty much already know <laughs> but like yeah. just it would be so oh, i can't wait
0: yeah me too me too well thank you and everybody
1: thank all you nice you share welcome. All you
0: know where to find jodi after after the episode see Perfect. ya i have a little gift for you if you've loved this episode can you show me the love and in return i have something special for you here's how this works if you enjoyed this episode i invite you to take a screenshot on your phone of you listening to the episode and then share it to your social media and be sure to tag me at Nicole Joy. And just for doing that, I'd love to gift you a business training. So you'll need to send me the screenshot of your social share to my email address, Nicole at Nicolejoy.com. It's also in the show notes in case you didn't write this down. And then I'll reply to your email with your options you can choose from for your gift. Now, if social media isn't your thing, I'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review the show on whatever platform you're on. Your feedback means the world to me. I hope you have such a beautiful week, friend, and I'll talk to you soon.